Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Crypto Current. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I got a very special guest working on a project that I'm sure a lot of you have heard of and I'm interested to learn even more about. We have Wes Levitt, who is the head of strategy over at Data Labs. How are you doing today? Doing great, Richard. Thanks for having me today. Oh, no problem. Well, excited to learn more about everything that Data Labs is building and has going on. But first, let's learn more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself? Yeah, sure. So uh, I grew up in the Bay Area, so uh, perhaps was destined to end up in in some form of tech. But um, originally got my start working in real estate for the first, I don't know, 10 years of my life and uh, at a, a mortgage REIT on the finance side and then at a private equity firm uh, in San Francisco. Um, you know, I dabbled with crypto here and there since maybe 2014 or 2015, like a lot of folks, but didn't really take it that seriously. And you know, did things like bought Ethereum at 10 and sold it at 20 and thought I, I'd made a great decision. Um, so, you know, I, I, it was intending to stay in sort of in the finance real estate space, but I was in grad school at Berkeley and uh, I happened to be in 2016 when the, the Berkeley Computer Science Department was going crazy with developers all focusing on on crypto and how much uh, innovation there came about with Ethereum and, and being able to program smart contracts well beyond, you know, just Bitcoin as money was the sort of the narrative of the day. Um, and I was blown away not only with what they were doing, but also everyone in my business school class and half the law school students were all trying to pack into these CS classes to learn more about blockchain. So that's when the light bulb kind of went off that there's something big going on here. And um, so since 2016, um, realized this is the space to be moving into full time and then joined Theta Labs in, uh, I think it was February of 2018, after I got to know their team right when the project was kicking off. So it's been exciting five years since then. Yeah, and, and quite the journey. It's it's cool that you were able to learn about it um, in, in the grad school, see it evolve, get an Ethereum at, at, at $10. I'm sure a lot of people's ears perked up when they heard that. Um, <laughs> and, and just like you and some other people have been on the show, there's been several people who got in early in the space and didn't necessarily see the long-term vision of it. But now that we are in it, can see where things are headed. So you, mm-hmm. you learn about how developers are building on smart contracts, et cetera. And you learn about Theta, uh, Theta Labs. So uh, tell us about you know, Theta, um, which is the Web3 blockchain infrastructure for video, media, and entertainment, and, and mm-hmm. what y'all are currently uh, continuing to build out. Because again, five years of building something, you, you've gone through a couple of, of bull and bear cycles. You've seen it, you've been yeah. there. What, what's, what's been the lessons? Yeah, so it, it has evolved over time. You know, when it first started, uh, Theta comes out of a, a video platform at the time was called Sliver TV, focused on esports. Um, and originally, the idea uh, between the the team at Theta and their uh, their lead board member, who was W1 at the time, um, was putting their heads together to figure out a way they could uh, reduce CDN uh, video delivery costs and make video delivery more efficient uh, by using a distributed network. And of course, that's been tried in the past with mixed success. But the idea is you add a token to actually incentivize users and and make them want to contribute their resources to this network. And then you can have a a much more robust and and reliable uh, uh, distributed network versus a BitTorrent where people jump on, jump off, but they don't stay current. So um, that was the genesis of of Theta and really the core of what what we do and what we built is... uh, uh, a network of users running nodes around the world who can distribute video amongst themselves. That takes the burden off of video platforms, media companies by doing some of the work and being a backbone for them. And they earn tokens as a reward for that. 
Uh, but of course, along the way, like I said, five years is a long time, especially in the crypto space. So uh, there's been a few key um, uh, evolutions of that. So once we had this network of tens of thousands of users running our nodes, you know, uh, originally it was mostly from them coming and saying, we have other resources we want to contribute. Like I've got CPU and GPU power that I want to contribute and earn tokens for. So what kind of work can I do there? And so then you add video encoding and transcoding. Um, and then they wanted more. So we, we started looking outside the box and, you know, some, several AI companies have announced in the last few months, they're going to start using the, our edge network, uh, to do, uh, uh, training for LLMs and, and other type of work. So it's kind of like we built something that was useful in our sphere of, of video delivery. And that's still true, but it also turns out that network, once you have a, a distributed network of thousands of users that are willing to contribute resources, that's a really useful thing that can be pointed in a lot of different directions. Definitely. It's, it's cool to see that evolution and, and starting with something, I want to say at niche, but something that was needed in, in the space as far as, you know, the video goes and the downfalls of trying to do it in a distributed way and y'all stream, finding a way to streamline it and then finding ways to have it evolve in such a way that participants are not able to, to just receive the benefits of data network, but then also to be able to receive, you know, rewards and, and be awarded mm-hmm. with, with helping to, to build that out. What have you seen from your ecosystem, from your users that has helped steer the type of innovations that you've been making over the last five, five years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of that has come from, um, our development community. And when we started launching hackathons, cause they were starting to build out, uh, things like in the DeFi space uh, that we had no intention of really even going to. You know, Theta is EVM compatible and it's open source, so anyone can build whatever they want on it, but it wasn't really our focus. But it's really interesting to see the direction they've taken it uh, and and started building things that we wouldn't even have, have considered in the beginning. Like um, users started launching NFTs on Theta blockchain, and we eventually launched our own platform called Theta Drop to take advantage of that. And there's also uh, uh, open source platforms run by communities as well, like Open Theta, which is similar to OpenSea. But you know, that's a business that got very interesting that pretty much our users came to us and started building out before we even conceived of it. And then we were fortunate enough to have a lot of uh, connections in media from, because CAA and, and Bertelsmann and some other media companies invested in our seed round. So then we started going to them and saying, are you interested in this? And of course, you know, for the last few years, entertainment companies have been very hungry to launch NFT collections and how they can incorporate that into that strategy. So, you know, it's, we, we try to stay flexible because one, the space evolves very quickly, but two, we got a community of thousands of talented folks on the development side or otherwise, and you'd be crazy not to, to listen to what they're building because you know we're just fifteen or, or fifteen or developers or so, we don't have all the answers. We, you know, it's it's really a whole ecosystem that's going to drive this thing forward. Absolutely, and it's good that y'all were seeing what your community wanted to build. I mean, building some DeFi and NFT projects on top. You know, like you said, you probably never even envisioned the infrastructure you originally mm-hmm. made to be able to accommodate that, but yet you have and are continuing to evolve and add more things. But there is something key in there that you said which is hackathons. And and hackathons I've found to be extremely helpful to find very talented devs, but then also seeing how they can potentially creatively 
make things within your own ecosystem. So can you mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about, I think you have something interesting coming up. Yeah, we just announced uh, last week that uh, our latest hackathon, I think this is our fifth going on. Uh, it just opened for submission two days ago on the 27th, I believe. So awesome. yeah, we're really excited about this coming up. And some of the the coolest projects in our ecosystem came out of past hackathons. And it's it, it works great for two ways. One, the people who are already in your community, it, it's great to both give them an incentive uh, with the prizes so that they can actually see the value in working toward this. And sometimes that gets them off the ground to start doing it full time. Um, but also it focuses them around uh, a mission and a competition. So something they may have been kicking around is a cool idea to do, but didn't get around to it. You know, this this puts a point to it and gives them a reason to 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 really start putting that together. Um, and then second, we you know we usually run through DevPost, who has an enormous community of their own developers, and each time we attract new developers that may not know about Theta. Just because crypto is, you know, very fierce competition for developer talent to come to your ecosystem, or maybe they weren't even in crypto at all, but they were just curious about getting involved, uh, and and that's crucial to to continue to draw in new developer talent so you can keep building the ecosystem. Hey everyone, just wanted to let you know about all the amazing content that we're making for you exclusively over on YouTube. You can stay connected to crypto's top stories and trending topics with the aftershock. Every Wednesday, join Cryptocurrent Steve Miller and myself for a brand new discussion on what's going on in the wild world of Web3. If you want to learn more about cryptocurrency and blockchain, but don't know where to start, Crypto Decrypted will cover everything from basics and fundamental analysis to the advanced concepts of technical analysis. Join Chris K every Thursday exclusively on YouTube to get this content. Finally, if you want to take a deeper dive into the world of NFTs and learn more about all the latest and greatest and what's happening in that space while capturing alpha, join Steven on NFT Thursdays exclusively on Twitter Spaces on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hope you're enjoying our content. And if you're enjoying it, please like, subscribe, share, and leave comments so that we can continue to give you the content to keep you cryptocurrent. Definitely. And it's really cool to see like the value that you've gotten back from from putting these on and also rewarding your community and, and finding a new way for new members to want to come in and be a part of it. To your point, there's a lot of fierce competition uh, for talent and a hackathon is a really cool way to for developers, even if they don't come into your ecosystem to build community and to meet other really cool people that are out there, but then mm-hmm. also to just get exposure to to really cool products and ecosystems to, to get in there and, and build something really unique. Um, so I now haven't gone through and, and participated in, in putting one on and see how just strong and tremendous they can be. And for all those listening, if you are considering going into a hackathon, go do it. Um, e- even if you are new into the space or um, an OG in the space, it's a really, really cool way uh, to, to get involved. Like um, Wes, you've now you know put on mm-hmm. a couple of these. What, what do you think are some of the benefits for people that ha- haven't participated in a hackathon before? Yeah. It's, the first thing is, you know, a lot of people, if they're working independently, they think uh, this is a huge undertaking. I can't do it myself, but you know, it's, it's typically teams of three, four, or five uh, that get together and, and build these projects. And I think some people who are very talented themselves don't realize how much more they can still accomplish when they team up with some other great folks. And um, I, I know as someone who can only do a limited amount of, of you know, 
API calls in Python, but not a developer in any real sense of the word. Uh, it's intimidating to me sometimes in not being able to build things from scratch. But a lot of the best teams, it's not five developers that get together. Maybe it's two or three of them, but they need uh, UX design or they need help in uh, how they do the uh, marketing or user acquisition for something they're building. So that's the main thing I would say. It's kind of personal to my is don't shy away from participating just because you're not a, a software developer. You may have a role in this as well. Yeah. And I, I, I think that's really cool too, where you can have someone who, who is literally coming to the team to help strategize around what is a product that can be built. And then once it's built mm-hmm. having someone that can come and then speak to that when it's time for the presentation. So uh, yeah. really appreciate spending a little bit of time on that, but getting back over to Theta, y'all have been launching new projects like crazy. And one of the things mm-hmm. that has just been released is your meta chain uh, with the mm-hmm. mainnet 4.0 um, coming out. Can you talk to us a little mm-hmm. bit more about what this is and, and what has the team excited about it? Yeah, so we, we uh, the, the code went live in December, so people can build sub-chains under uh, basically the Theta main chain at this time. And so a couple of reasons we wanted to do this. The first was for scalability, because that's constantly a, a, a battle you have to fight to, to keep up and make sure you can serve the demands of, of dApps that are being built that have more and more uses. Um, but we also wanted to allow uh, products to have more flexibility when they're using Theta blockchain because um, you know they may have a different use case than others and maybe this fee structure doesn't work or maybe they want a different set of validators that govern how their chain works. So the idea is that you can do that and launch your own subchain and have some ability to, flex, uh, to customize uh, how that works, but it all falls under the shared security of Theta blockchain. So it's not uh, like you have to, one, the, the technical lift of building a new blockchain from scratch, but also if it has a very low, uh, if it's just getting started and has a very low market cap, it, it can be very easily uh, attacked, you know, just a simple 51% attack if it's only a couple hundred thousand dollars in value to do so. Um, by building under the umbrella of an established chain like Theta, that's not really a concern. Uh, so it, basically, we're trying to give the the best of both worlds. You can have uh, what you want to build out of the box, uh, but also have an established framework rather than having to do all the work uh, yourself. So we're excited about the the companies that are just starting to uh, and projects that are just starting to launch their subchains. We have several like Replay uh, and Tigons and some uh, others coming up, and hopefully. Uh, Q2, we'll, they'll be getting theirs out and then more coming throughout the year as more companies adopt this. Yeah, that that's really cool. And I think it's something that for a lot of new projects that are coming out, it's something on their mind, but they don't really think about too seriously until it's time to launch. Now they have to think about liquidity and mm-hmm. a 51% attack is is very real and unfortunately happens mm-hmm. more often than a lot of projects would like to talk about. So mm-hmm. being able to go into the Theta ecosystem to help bridge some of that security risk and and, and deal with that is a, a very unique way uh, to mm-hmm. approach that. So um, really cool uh, to to see that. Also, I believe um, you have some other things um, on the on the roadmap that are, are pretty exciting that I think you can uh, share a couple of those with us. Yeah, so uh, we just uh, it just came out that we have a new partnership with a company called ABS CBN, which isn't too well known globally, but they are the largest uh, uh, media company in in the Philippines. So in Southeast Asia, they have a huge presence. 
And we actually worked with them last year already for uh, an NFT drop they did with us. But what we've been working on uh, with them in the last few months is we're actually going to be using our Theta Video API, which is a, a think of it as a very simple way for you to access this this Theta Video Delivery Network we built without a huge lift to do that. You can just submit uh, a video file to our API, and it spits out a link that uh, you know akin to like a, a YouTube embed where you can build an entire video platform just with this API and all of it uses our data technology underneath. So that is going to be implemented with ABS CBN for some of their video uh, properties that they have in the Philippines. So this is, um, we, we, we like it to begin with just on its merits, but it also, I like it because it illustrates why we, we, we look at all the different things that data network can do is sort of like a decentralized suite of products. And even if one company we first meet because they are interested in NFTs, that is one way for us to build a relationship. And then some of the other things, like they may have use of video delivery or they want to use our network for compute, for transcoding, then that sort of the, opens the door to other ways we can work together. Definitely. And that sounds really cool. And congrats on that partnership. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of work mm-hmm. goes into getting that type of uh, partnerships underway. and. Mm-hmm. I think with with things like that, as you start to build this robust product, one of the challenges is to get through the noise and to get what you're building in front of the right people so that I can continue to evolve. What do you think's been a core lesson of growing community and, and getting more people within your ecosystem? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can say what I think worked for us, obviously hard to speak for... For, I'm sure there's several ways people have been successful in growing big communities. But for us, I think it's just been trying to stay uh, true to what we're doing and that everything that we try to build is focused on media and entertainment. And so that's, like we talked about, that's evolved a little bit over time to some other things like uh, compute and, and NFTs and such. But it all still centers around that focus where our expertise is, where we started as a company and where our advisors and our investors come from. So um, I think that's important because people join Theta community usually because they see that as an interesting differentiation. Whereas if um, if you just launch a new layer one and the whole pitch is that we're faster and we're going to do the same things everyone else did, but just we're newer. So we're the new shiny object. Um, you can build hype, but I don't think it's very lasting because there's just going to be, you know, you're, you're getting people that are just looking for the flavor of the day uh, as opposed to someone who actually sees something unique about what you're building. Yeah, I think that is very important. And to once you build out that roadmap and you have like a clear vision of what's what you're ultimately trying to accomplish and people connect with that, you, you stay on that. Because unfortunately, I have seen some projects that like you said, kind of keep following the new shiny object and they get very okay at a couple of things instead of getting very good at the main thing that they're trying to do. And so focus Mm -hmm. is always a a good thing to keep in mind. But, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really cool things that Theta has going on, but so far 2023 in the world of Web3 has been uh, very interesting to say the least. And one of the things that is coming out of 2023 very strong in response to everything that happened in 2022, especially with FTX, is regulation. Um, What are some of the things that you're saying that's going on in the world of regulation? And and, and, yeah, what has your attention in that right now? 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, as you said, that's, that's definitely been the theme for the last few months. And especially in the U S I, I, d- I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. And you know, up until maybe six months ago, I still had hope that, you know, the SEC and the other regulators, they, they can be heavy handed at times, but they generally had the industry's best interests at heart. They're trying to protect consumers. Um, they're going after the real, you know, the bad actors in the space. The last few months has started to feel like they're going to after everything critical to, to the cryptocurrency space entirely. And, you know, it, it, I guess it, it remains to be seen just how far they'll go. But yeah, it definitely has me concerned. Um, and even though I live in Amsterdam now, you know, I am from the U.S. originally. And so it, it is painful to see them, uh, what looks like they're going to be doing is driving out a lot of the activity of, of crypto companies. And yeah, it sucks to see. I mean, the U.S. and in particular, the Bay Area where I'm from has benefited hugely because they embrace technology and technology companies. And it, it made it the most competitive place in the world for uh, technological development. And them, you know, chasing away crypto, it feels like a, a huge mistake to me because it's a more distributed, global, and, and, and flexible uh, space than anything previously in tech. These companies aren't just going to go away. They're going to relocate to Singapore or Dubai or Switzerland or whoever is saying, you know, we're happy to take the benefit. If you guys don't want this innovation happening in your country, then we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll take the benefit instead. So I think it's a shame. I, I, I don't disagree with everything the regulators do. And I think that's, it's good for them to protect consumers and, and putting guardrails in place. But the way they've gone about it is seems just like they're 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 trying to drive a stake through the heart of crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's um each week is new information that's coming out and I I see regulation as both a benefit and a hindrance uh depending on timing and and what ultimately is being done. Regulation when put in place in a well thought out way can help move the entire space faster as it relates to the U S because then more money can start coming in because there's clear guardrails on what to happen. And it was a matter Mm -hmm. of time before that really start to occur. The other side of it though, is that the more regulation put in place can completely stifle innovation and can ultimately stop it. If, if, if it gets so extreme, it can completely say no more. And like you said, then people who are building over in the States have to relocate, go elsewhere, because I think we're past the time of like, oh, I guess they stopped it. I guess there's no more crypto. We're, yeah. we're past that. <laughs> we are, we are well past that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, just the, the fact that there are friendly jurisdictions, you're already seeing companies go there, but like you said, you, you can shut down a payment rail or a specific company, but the idea is out there now. You can't kill ideas and uh, especially ones that, you know, it's in the, the, the core of, of, you know, the beliefs of most people on Web3 to operate in a decentralized and distributed way. It's not something where you can just uh, put a notice on the door of the headquarters and think you, they're going to go away. Like it's, it's silly. And yeah, I agree with you that, you know, some regulation if done right could be good. You know, we've, we've tried to work with, um, many companies over the years who just said, we'd like to, to integrate what you're building. And, you know, as part of that, to pay for the workers on our edge network, they'd have to hold tokens uh, at, at their company. 
and they just couldn't get comfortable from a legal standpoint. It wasn't that they said it's a hard no, but they just said, we can't say for sure that it'd be safe to do that without clear regulation. So that's a perfect example where, you know, some clear guidance would be helpful, but not if the clear guidance is, uh, well, there is no clear guidance, you know, not if it's this regulation by enforcement where they're just going to, every time a company gets charged with uh, an enforcement action, then we go, okay, well, I guess that's not something you're supposed to do, but that's the only way we find out really. Yeah. It's very reactionary. So they're very, Mm -hmm. uh, they're reacting to everything. So being very proactive. And I think they're trying to swing towards proactive, but they're being proactive without having enough knowledge and information to be proactive yeah. about the things. So it's like this strange balancing act that we're kind of going through right now. Um, yeah, and, there, and there's some folks in, in government, at least in the U.S., that are very well-versed in this stuff and, and looking for a positive way forward. Like uh, people all know Hester Pierce, at the SEC, uh, and Cynthia Loomis, I think is her name, the senator. Uh, mm-hmm. She's proposed some very astute legislation that would you know, it's got real guardrails to make sure that consumers aren't being taken advantage of by scams and crypto and that they have transparency and all those good things, but it doesn't just stifle innovation. So there are some good voices out there uh, at the highest levels, but right now they don't seem to be winning the battle. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, hopefully... Uh, we can start to see a shift in the other direction, but uh, time will tell. It's something I know I'm monitoring closely. I'm sure every all the listeners out there are too. But Wes, um, as we kind of get to the end of our conversation, I always like to wrap with a couple of fun questions. And mm-hmm. the first one I like to ask is, with all the information that you have learned, if you could go back and tell yourself one to two pieces of wisdom when you first started at Theta Labs, what would you tell yourself? Hmm. Uh. I think I would tell myself to expect uh, things to change quickly and, you know, stay nimble because, and maybe this is true in a lot of tech fields, but coming from real estate finance, I had the mindset of you just learn how things are and then they're going to continue to stay that way. Uh, and it's like an upheaval every six months uh, or, or, you know, we might be building out a, a product and, and after several months building it and then going out to, to talk with customers about it, they find out uh, it, it's they're looking for something totally different. And then you have to learn to get that feedback early so that if you have to change how that product works or change to a totally different product, you do it before you, you spend too much time going in the wrong direction. It took me a while to learn that mindset. Um, and, and maybe that's just my personal thing coming to tech in general. But I think it's turbocharged in crypto with everything moving quick. So just stay... Um, stay nimble and be ready for the the space to continue to evolve at this breakneck pace. You know, it's, it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a great reminder. Um, I think sometimes we can put our blinders on and be like, Oh, this is it. This is the, the product that I know the world wants. And then pick it up six months later and everyone's like, actually, no. And you probably could have got that feedback two months ago. And now you, you could be four months closer to what that actually is instead of, you know, six months in and, and, and you're basically back at scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a really good core lesson and I, we definitely appreciate that. Um, but as we wrap, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners today? Yeah, I guess, uh, well, I I think sentiments turning around a lot the last few months, but there's still a lot of, of anxiety with regulation coming and everything. But, um, I would just say stay positive because, uh, you know, crypto has always gone through these cycles. 
And you know, I always like to look at that website that counts the number of times that Bitcoin has been declared dead. I think it's in the thousands now. And just remember, everyone in this space is going to keep building regardless of what headwinds seem to come because obviously we've created something even in its early stages that has some value to people and that people find useful. And there's still people that believe that both in the space, in the corporate sector, in governments. Um, I think just not get bogged down by the periods where there's, it seems like every headline is negative because, um, you know, just keep building. And th- just like every time before, the cycle will turn and, uh, and, and things will turn out well. I think that's a great final thought. Um, thank you for sharing that with us. For everyone listening, um, you can go over to thetatoken.org for more information. But what are some other ways that people can connect with you and keep learning more about Theta? Yeah, our website's a great place to start. Uh, you can also find the link to Theta GitHub there for developers. Um, or if you want the latest news, you can follow us at Theta underscore network on Twitter. Or my personal handle is Wes underscore Levitt. Perfect. Well, Wes, thank you again for spending all of the time that you have with us today. You dropped some really great knowledge, and I'm sure our listeners are better for it. And of course, for all of our listeners out there, make sure you stay cryptocurrent. Cryptocurrent.